0: Hello, humans. Hello, humans. It's me, Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio on lovely AM 950. It is me, and not only is it me, we are live. (laughs) This will be the last real show of the year. Sorry, next Next Monday is going to be a Bestivelli, (laughs) and and I'm going to go out with a bang, and um, I am just thrilled to be able to be live with you, and not only am I live, okay, it is the winter solstice, which means, of course, it is the shortest day of the year, but the good news is tomorrow will be a little bit longer. And then we get to do that long, long, long slog all the way towards the summer solstice, which I can't wait for. And so, yes, we've got a great show here on LE 2.0 radio because not only is it live, but I have a phenomenal guest, uh, Larry McDonough, who is probably the most – one of the most preeminent uh, landlord-tenant uh, lawyers uh, in uh, The U.S. um, is here to speak to us about what's going on with – the eviction moratoriums and all that. And then you're going to have my C-block where I have some astounding news for you. Well, it's not all that astounding, but I've got some big news uh, for you about this show. And then we'll talk a little bit about my hopes and aspirations for 2021. Um, that's assuming 2021 goes well um, at the beginning and that we actually have uh, President Joe and and Veep Kamala um, – Sworn in on the 20th of January. Um, As you may have noticed from the news over the weekend, uh, there is a certain someone trying to keep that from happening still. But uh, so that is it. We're going to have a great show. And the great news is you can call in and um, and particularly if you have questions about – the eviction moratorium, and landlord-tenant law in Minnesota. Not that Larry can give you legal advice over the air, but he can certainly give you some thoughts about the way the world is right now. So with that all, oh, 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 and I forgot to tell you, Larry McDonough is also an acclaimed jazz pianist and vocalist. And um, as a special treat, holiday treat from LE2.0 Radio at AM 950, Larry is going to play some lovely music for us in addition to giving us some really great information about um, landlord-tenant law, the eviction moratorium um, in light of the uh, the pandemic. So it is a it, – it is going to be a show that's going to go so quickly. You're going to like, woo, it went so quickly and I loved it every minute of it. So shall we get started? Yes. OK. Well, Larry McDonough. Um, who's also um, a friend of mine. We should make sure the record notes that. Um, is an adjunct uh, professor at the University of Minnesota Law School. He's also senior Minnesota counsel for the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. He's also been practicing law nearly 40 years. Um, He is, as I said, one of the most well-recognized voices on landlord-tenant law in the United States, and we are so lucky to have him here in Minnesota. Larry, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Larry, welcome to LE 2.0 Radio. We, I had you on the show about two years ago. It was a great interview, and I'm having you back because, like me, you are an idealist. And unlike me, you continue to still practice law, and you are making great strides for humans who lack voices. Larry, why don't we get started? What yeah. is going on in, uh, in Minnesota right now, and maybe the larger country? As it relates to those tenants, people who are tenants, which um, if I uh, read the, the data here uh, correctly, uh, there are a lot of tenants in Minnesota, um, You know, people who rent. What is the status of their uh, situation?
1: Yeah, well, the good news is that we're in a state with – I'm hearing a little echo here. I don't know if you are or not. If you're not, that's fine. I think it went away. I Good. think we're all right, yep. Yep. So uh, we're lucky to be in a state with a progressive governor um, who um, is taking the virus very seriously and in taking the impact of the virus on people's lives very seriously. And so way back on March 23rd, the governor issued the first of three executive orders uh, stopping most eviction cases, principally evictions for non-payment of rent. Those are the most common ones starting on March 24th, 5 o'clock p.m. He stepped into the fray because the courts had stopped evictions for a couple of weeks under an order of the Chief Justice of the Minnesota Supreme Court, but then that order lapped. So a lot of us that cared about this issue and could really see how um, this was going to impact people lobbied the governor um, and his staff. Uh, One of the nice things about being a teacher all these years is I've got, former students now kind of planted everywhere and (laughs) and, uh that wasn't really my goal back then when i started teaching i just wanted people to to take their law licenses and and use it for the impact of of um to the benefit of people that are vulnerable but as it turned out um you know there i have former students in government at all different kinds of different levels um and so uh, the governor did the right thing and issued an executive order which stopped Uh, the vast majority of eviction cases. And the reason for that, um, you know, it's kind of obvious to someone like myself, but this, um, the economic uh, recession or depression that we have right now is much more like the depression in the 1920s and 30s than the one in the late 2000s. The one in the late 2000s was the financial sector principally, and it rippled out into more of the middle class and to some extent, the upper class, due to what happened with the stock market, it certainly impacted poorer people, but not as dramatically as what's happening now. Because the recession or depression is essentially in the t- the, the type of industries that are most populated by people with lower incomes. So you have hospitality industries, industries you have, you know, bars right. and restaurants, and daycare workers, and 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 so. And they are much more likely to be renters than um, more affluent or even middle class populations. So the economic downturn here was going to clearly have a dramatic impact on the incomes of renter households at a time when displacing people uh, into a pandemic world also presented its own health Um, issues that we we know much better now than we did then. We speculated then, and now we've got data on that. So the good news in Minnesota is that our eviction suspension started early, and it has been continuous. It uh, gets renewed every month when the governor renews his executive order. They're kind of tied in tandem. And every month when that's come up, um, the Democratic House has supported it. Most of the time, the Republican Senate has opposed it, but they've washed each other out, which means the peacetime emergency continues and the eviction suspension continues. So our eviction suspension (coughs) continues until January 13, I believe, is when the next kind of uh, revolving door of uh, executive orders on the peacetime emergency will come up, and I think it's quite very, very likely that the governor will continue it. It makes it very difficult for people to plan, though, to not know where they will be on January 14th. Um, I feel very confident that the eviction suspension will continue. But for both landlords and tenants, um, just like lots of other um, uh, members of our economy, both personal and business, this has been challenging because of the kind of unexpected nature of when will things loosen up and when will they get tighter. I think that's just the world in which we live because the numbers vary so much from day to day and week to week. so I, I think it's it's um, kind of not not really reasonable to say that the Governor ought to be able to tell people you know a month and a half out. This is where we're going to be because we just don't
0: know. Right. Well, let's give uh, listeners a, a chance or an, uh, uh, some uh, idea about the picture. But listeners also, if you want to call in and ask Larry McDonough a question related to this, you can do that at 952-946-6205. Larry, let's uh, – You know, there are hundreds of thousands of people who rent in Minnesota, right? Yep
1: yeah uh, the estimates are in kind of the six hundred fifty to seven hundred fifty thousand uh, renter households
0: and if i if I read that right, um, some of the data that you've uh, furnished me in prep for the for the show, um, as of the end of November or as of November, somewhere between ninety two thousand and one hundred and ninety nine thousand of those six hundred thousand renters are at risk of eviction. Do I have that right? Yes, you do have that right. It it depends where you want to kind
1: of peg your numbers, but some of the numbers that we have out there, so just a little background here. You know, the census has been in the news a bit because of the politicization of the upper levels of the census. But like a lot of government agencies, and, you know, if you're kind of paranoid right wing, you say it's a deep state, and, and if you're not, you would say, well, that's just good souls, working public interest within the government but in the lower levels of most agencies people have continued to do their jobs and they've continued to do them knowing the mission of the agency so the mission of the census is just not counting numbers the mission of the census is to tell a story about the united states and its citizens and and how how their lives are not just their raw demographics but just how are they living and so one of the things they did this last spring that a lot of folks didn't know, they started doing weekly household surveys um, all around the country. And in Minnesota, the, the survey sample of tenants was really good. It was 713,000. And so that, that's a really good sample given the estimates of how many tenant households we have. So with that, you know, you have numbers like you know, 77,000 uh, saying they were behind on the rent. So 10
0: percent, more yeah, than ten percent.
1: Yep, uh, two hundred thirty-four thousand saying they had an adult member who was unemployed. So that's over thirty percent unemployment rate compared to an overall unemployment rate of Minnesota about four um, percent. People reporting a loss of employment income who were tenants, four hundred seventeen thousand, and people reporting either no or slight confidence in being able to pay the next month's rent about 228,000
0: so that would be um, more than a quarter well yeah yeah about 30% yeah, yeah yeah so so i mean staggering yeah staggering. it is staggering and and larry we're going to have to take a break here Yep. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk more about this. And then we want uh, we want you to play a little bit of music, OK? I know – and listeners, I know that may sound like, well, we're playing music and kind of makes this less than a serious topic. No, not at all. It's just that uh, Larry is an accomplished musician and I think that he's a – he literally is a person for all seasons. And I think that it's really great if we can sample all that. So, listeners, when we come back, um, I'm going to talk more with Larry McDonough about uh, the issues around uh, evictions in Minnesota and uh, the status of of how strained um, people who pay rent are feeling right now. When you come back, um, you'll be talking to me, Ellie Krug, on Ellie 2.0 Radio. If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com. We'll be back in a second. Thanks.
2: Shopping for yourself or a family member of any age, music lessons at School of Rock Eden Prairie make the perfect holiday gift. Your choice of guitar, bass, drums, keys, or vocal lessons offered online or socially distanced in person. We'll give you a free lesson for every four lessons you buy. Just mention you heard it on AM 950. Visit edenprairie.schoolofrock.com or click on the link on am950radio.com.
3: Minnesota's own appliance specialists are celebrating the close of 2020 with 10% discounts on thousands of top-rated and in-stock appliances. Then save more with safe free delivery and haul away from our trusted specialists. Enjoy year-end appliance savings from Warner Stellion.
1: Hi, this is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. It's been great working with so many of the passionate AM950 listeners over the years. We have realized how important AM950 is to the community. I want to see AM950 continue to grow and continue to thrive into the future. To help continue to grow, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to do your part by liking and sharing the content on AM950 social media platforms.
2: This is Chad, owner of AM950. Ryan has always told me the best time to get work done is during the cold months of the year because demand is much lower. He is backing that up again by offering 30% off labor on windows and siding from now until the end of December. Call Snap Construction now to get 30% off labor on windows and siding. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Trust the company AM950 Trust Snap Construction. Arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window contractor in the metro area. Get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available Hi, this is Charlie.
0: Hi, this is Evelyn. And hello, this is Rose. Dad, don't make us say this. It's just not
3: cool. I guess I'll ask Santa to deliver coal to our house this year.
0: Fine. Our dad is the
2: gift that keeps giving all year long, Matt McNeil.
3: Perfect! Sure, Dad. We wanted to
2: tell everyone, on behalf of Rudy Luther Toyota, Happy Holidays!
3: holidays. From Mark Debbie and the staff at Rudy Luther Toyota, we hope everyone has a healthy and great 2021. Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394.
4: How long till my soul gets it right Can any human being ever reach that kind of light I call on the resting soul of Galileo King of night vision, king of insight And we're
0: back! LE 2.0 Radio on AM 950 Um, Before we took our break, we were speaking with Uh, Larry McDonough, who uh, teaches at the University of Minnesota Law School. He's also the senior Minnesota counsel for Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. And and for a very long time, Larry was also uh, the lead uh, attorney on housing law for the Minnesota – Minnesota oh Larry, you gotta give me the name. I'm forgetting Mid
1: Minnesota Legal Assistance, a legal aid program.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh geez. All right. Well, Larry, okay, before we took our break, we were talking about some of the numbers. As it relates to evictions in Minnesota, and of course the numbers are also the same. I mean, they're ginormous across the country. How about can you let's give the listeners some idea of the number of evictions that actually occur? Um, in Minnesota. So I've got some data here from 2017 that shows uh, that there were 16,000 evictions across the state three years ago, right? Right. Yep. And so when we're looking at numbers here, these numbers
1: are staggering on their own. But when you compare them to what is, again, the annual number of evictions in Minnesota, around 16,000, the idea that there are 417,000 tenant households with a loss of income and 234,000 tenant households um, that have an unemployed adult, uh, 77,000 that are behind on their rent, um, 18,000 think it's very likely or somewhat likely that they're going to be evicted in the next couple of months. So that, that's kind of like a snapshot right now compared to what is a normal
0: annual figure
1: that is you know just
0: considerably less well and the, and the problem is well and the problem is, is is once the moratorium is lifted if it's if it's lifted like all at once i mean uh, you've got data that calculates if it was listed lifted at the end of december which is not going to happen that there would be at risk of nearly 11,000 evictions all at once going on in the state and that's a really conservative estimate because you know it's,
1: it's hard to know kind of these all these numbers are estimates, I mean, I mean some of them aren't I mean the census number those aren 't estimates, but we don 't know exactly how those will translate into evictions, but that certainly raises i think it's a fair estimate that the monthly amount of evictions would be at the very beginning ten times what they were you know before, and so right, around eleven thousand would be. Um, you know, taking the monthly amount of evictions, which is you know a, you know little over a thousand, and multiplying it by ten—that's kind of rough math. You know, so but it would be naive to think that there isn't going to be some sort of explosion. I mean, th- these these numbers um, these these numbers are, are just show you this kind of pent up kind of pressure. I mean, the water behind the dam, and and whenever you know, if you were to you know, the reason why dams work. Is that they regulate the discharge of water gradually, and 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 so, and you only have the huge floods when dams are overridden or, or if they actually you know are destroyed by floodwaters, and so, I think it's uh, really necessary for, you know, policymakers, the governor and the legislature, state agencies, the courts to be thinking about whenever this happens, some sort of transitional phase from where we are now to where we are then and that that's going to be that's going to be really the uh, difference between something that is maybe sad but orderly as opposed to dystopian
0: well and it's sort of like a light switch if we flick the lights all on all at once it's going to be uh, disastrous if we use the dimmer switch and and gradually increase the lights. At least there's some measure to it, where hopefully yeah. we could have more compassion um, for the people who are who are now at risk of losing where they're going to live. And this is all trickled down, right? I mean, right. Because we, you know, and the studies are that that providing. Providing attorneys to help people who are you know at risk of eviction, providing other kinds of support for attorney for people who are at risk of eviction is far more um, monetarily far more smarter because the the resources get chewed up as soon as a family of four goes out on the street um very often they can't stay at the same shelter so you have the mom and the and the, the mom and the daughter having to go to one and then the dad and the son having to go to a different shelter assuming they can even get in right right yeah so the cost of sheltering is
1: really really expensive compared to someone being in an apartment you know there was a great book uh, a number of years back uh called nickeled and dimed and the uh, author barbara Ehrenwright was she put herself in the situation of working minimum wage jobs to kind of see what it was like to be a minimum wage worker. And there was a point where she was staying in a motel and she, which was very costly and it was actually too expensive for her to leave the motel. And, the, and that may not make any sense but she didn't have enough discretionary income at the end of each job to afford a deposit and a first month's rent and a last month's rent on a new place that would be cheaper in the long run than her staying in the motel, so she was a captive of the motel. Right. So, uh, being in residential shelters is expensive, and if people are paying for that on their own, it's expensive out of their pocket. If if people are paying that, if the government is paying that, that's expensive too. So, one thing that can mitigate this potential disaster, whatever you know, whatever analogy you want to use, like a hurricane or a tsunami or a tornado or a flood or whatever, is uh, a couple of things, one, having a transitional phase between most evictions being suspended and then opening them all up, and then financial assistance to both landlords and tenants and there's a lot of focus on you know bars and restaurants and movie theaters because you know we can we can drive you know out and see those places are closed, but you know if you're not a tenant, you don't drive around and you see. The landlord who's having trouble making ends meet, uh, and because the tenant can't pay the rent, but they're in, in the same kind of conundrum as all these other industries. Now, one of the good pieces of news, although it's it's small, is um, the subtle the uh, resolution that just happened in Congress over the weekend. It's doing a couple of things. It's extending a national eviction suspension from the end of December to the end of January, that doesn't impact us as much because we've got our own suspension here that's actually a little more protective of tenants. It also, um, I think, has, and I've just got kind of the, the crib notes on this because I haven't looked at the, lo- looked at the bill yet. You either have but our then,
0: legislators, but go on. <laughs> yeah, but
1: the note is uh, $25 billion in rental assistance. Now, is that going to go to landlords? Is it going to go to tenants? How it's going to be played out? Um, that number, even though it seems pretty large, given the magnitude of um, of the, the distress that's going on in that industry, I mean, I, I don't think we are outliers here having a 30 percent unemployment rate among tenants. Uh, I suspect that that is somewhat representative of where things sit around the country. And so when you do just the rough math of how many tenants there are in the country and and just if they were – a few thousand behind in rent, um, that's going to get up to some pretty high numbers.
0: All right. Well, Larry, um, what I'd love for us is if you could play us a tune, OK? And yep. then we're going to have to take a break right after that. And okay. um, so give us something. And uh, so listeners, again, we're not trying to diminish the importance of this topic. But Larry, is, he is a man for all seasons and he is accomplished musician. So what do you have for us, Larry?
1: So I'm going to play um, Jingle Bells, but I'm going to do an arrangement of it that's a little more like uh, the music that you heard in the Charlie Brown
0: Christmas Carol. Great. Sounds great. Was just beautiful oh my goodness Thank listeners you. that was Larry McDonough a man for all seasons accomplished lawyer accomplished musician Larry we're gonna to have to take a break and uh, when we come back I want to make sure that you let listeners know how they can contact you and you've got some stuff coming up um, We'll talk about that on at the top of uh, the next uh, segment okay. Sounds good. All right, listeners, we'll be back in a second. You're listening to me, Ellie Krug, on AM 950.
2: Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station.
3: As a social enterprise that predominantly works with African-American men that have experienced incarceration or homelessness, the events of the last months have been particularly difficult on Better Futures Minnesota. As you probably know, the black community is disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Between the COVID-19 crisis and the killing of George Floyd, our reuse warehouse, property maintenance, and appliance recycling services needed to be paused, which has affected the revenue stream that we rely on to support and house our participants. Please consider making a 100% tax-deductible donation that will help us continue our mission. We are also in need of a reliable truck with a crew cab. This truck will be used to haul our equipment and drive our men to their job sites each day. Anything you are able to contribute will help black lives in your own community. Please visit us online at reusebfm.com to contribute. That's reusebfm, as in betterfuturesminnesota.com. We so appreciate your support and generosity. These days, our home is the center of our world. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation
2: Furnishing and Design and host of Trink in the Style right here on AM 950. If we're all going to be spending a lot more time at home, doesn't it make sense to make your space the most attractive and most functional space it can be? At Habitation, my experienced, degreed interior design staff can help you select the perfect furnishings for your home and your lifestyle. Furniture is more than one size fits all, and there's more to making a room work than a couple of chairs and a sofa. Whether it's a modular, sectional, carefully selected to maximize your living room, or the perfect bed, dresser, and nightstand combination to create your dream bedroom, Habitation can help you achieve the space you've always wanted. So check us out online at HabitationDesign.com or schedule an appointment at our Adina showroom. Habitation Furnishing and Design make your home exceptional. With your AM950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for mostly cloudy skies today with a high near 38. Tonight partly cloudy with a low around 21. Tuesday partly sunny with a high near 40. And Wednesday cloudy with a high near 21. With bars and restaurants closing around the state, now is more important than ever to make sure you support our Eat Local Minnesota restaurants through takeout orders. One that offers takeout is Nightingale, located off 26th and Lyndale in Minneapolis. Find their full delicious takeout menu available at nightingalempls.com.
0: We're back. LE 2.0 radio on AM 950. Uh, And listeners, we've been speaking with attorney Larry McDonough about eviction law, the moratorium on evictions in Minnesota, and some of the depressing statistics. If you'd like to ask Larry a question, give us a call at 952-946-6205. Now, Larry, you played some wonderful, wonderful jazz jingle bells for us before we broke. And – you have uh, something coming up is it next week or is it later this week where people can tune in to hear your great music
1: yeah it's this week uh, the tune I played is from a CD that I recorded a few years ago called angels King's my favorite things and I, I played it live but I recorded it back then and I'm people are interested in finding out about that, you can go to my website, which is com. What's coming up on Wednesday, uh, for those in your audience that are Seinfeld fans, um, we do an annual show uh, recognizing the fictional uh, holiday called Festivus, which was <laughs> created by... Uh, one of the Seinfeld characters, uh, is George's father, Frank, is kind of this anti-Christmas thing. And it, it's very dystopian. Uh, he gathers people around for dinner and then tells them how they've disappointed him in the last year and then has wrestling matches and things like that. So we, uh, because my band uh, with uh, Richard Terrell on sax, Greg Stinson bass, and Dean White on drums are, uh, are a little dystopian in our own way. We decided rather than to do a traditional holiday show, we do a Festivus holiday show. So we, we do songs that – we do some holiday, holiday tunes, but we do tunes that, um, you know, remind us of Festivus. So for the wrestling match, we do We Are the Champions by Queen. And <laughs> and um, and for, uh, for the airing of Grievances, we do a tune called She's Too Good for Me by Sting in which a guy is complaining about his girlfriend, complaining about him. So we, we've done this live at Black Dog the last couple of years, and I was talking to the owner of Black Dog, and decided we were feeling bad about not doing it this year. And I said, "Well, why don't we why don't we stream it?" And so on Wednesday at seven o'clock, um, it'll be streaming on the Larry McDonough Jazz Facebook page and also the Larry McDonough Jazz YouTube channel, and um, and we're encouraging people to order takeout food from uh, Black Dog, uh, most notably. Um, Meatloaf on a bed of lettuce, because that's what you eat at a festivist dinner. But, you know, get whatever you want. And uh, and then uh, sit in front of your computer and and watch us. We're tomorrow afternoon in our backyard here. We're going to video record uh, the show, and then we're going to stream it on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We'll also have a few clips from Seinfeld in there. And we're also encouraging audience members to air grievances about uh their friends and family and co-workers <laughs> funny or not um one of the grievances we got at a live show a couple of years ago was this guy wrote this card and he sent it up the stage and i read it and and he was talking about how his wife always says it's her birthday when they go out to eat so they can get a free thing and and and, and she's sitting there right next to him and everybody kind of laughs and stares at her and she just goes what what's the problem with that um so it was it was all very fun uh, most of you know, we didn't really get a lot of dark, kind of nasty grievances. We got ones that were more in the spirit of kind of making fun of your friends and relatives.
0: Sure. Well, that would be Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. And so, listeners, tune in on Wednesday and and uh, uh, listen to uh, Larry's Festivus show. And just to say one more thing about music and law, you might think they're disconnected
1: from each other, um, but they both involve art and intellect. Uh, and And you might not see it in both of them, but in in music there 's certainly an art, but you have to practice and you have to intellectualize the music i mean it 's very mathematical music, and there, there are structures and and how you build upon those is is where the art is and in law, you might think it 's just about a bunch of people yelling at each other, but it 's not there 's an art in persuading a client that this is the right course to go to persuade a judge that this is the right interpretation of the law to persuade a governor to have an eviction suspension in place. And so I see them as both very related and they both have dark qualities and light qualities. You know, you talk about Mm -hmm. optimism. There's a lot of optimism in music, but there's a lot of optimism in law. I mean, the reason you become a lawyer, at least most people is to help people and make their lives better or less worse. And doing landlord-tenant law has been very much that. If I can help someone uh, not get evicted and get the heat back on in their apartment, it may not change their life dramatically two years down the road. But it changes their life right now that they're going to have a safe, habitable place to live for the moment. And that makes a person's
0: life a little better or a little less worse. And that's important. So, Larry, what is it that made you such an idealist? I mean, you have... Devoted your entire uh, legal t- career um, to public service. Mm-hmm. You are brilliant. Um, you could have gone to a large law firm and made way, way, way more money than what you have made over your career. Yep. What was it? What happened to you to make well, you such an part idealist? Of,
1: yeah, so part of it, uh, which is a much longer story, is that I was uh, raised in an abusive household. Uh, my father. Um, beat us up a lot and um, music was one of the ways to get out of the house and get away from that Um, but I think it it created both maybe kind of an an, kind of an empathetic side of me to people that are also vulnerable Um, it's and you know at the same time I was well educated and so my intellect you know by going to school and going to college and stuff that was built and so I was able to you know, find, find work and stuff. And, but, you know, it's interesting that my brother, Steve, my oldest brother is a pediatrician in North Dakota, and he cares for the sickest kids in North Dakota. Hmm. And so he has this very empathetic side to his intellectual job. And my job is I'm a lawyer, but I help try to serve the most vulnerable economically people. So I think it, it may stem, it could be that both of us kind of drew some sense of empathy out of our early years and deployed that
0: into what we did with the rest of our lives. Well, I'm sorry that you went through that as a kid. Um, But we are, in Minnesota, um, so incredibly lucky to have you doing what you do. You have helped countless thousands of people, Larry. You and your colleagues, um, particularly over at Legal Aid, but at other places where you have worked as well and have helped you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people, and I'm grateful for that. How about if we close you out with uh, another tune? How does that sound?
1: Well, if I can briefly say something about health um, sure. because um, I want people to understand that this is just uh, – having eviction suspensions isn't just saving the people that might be evicted. It's saving all of us. Um, There have been now some academic studies looking at states that didn't have suspensions and those that did and and estimating deaths that resulted from that. So you look at a state like Texas that had a lot of, you know, a lot of virus going on there and evictions opened up. There may be 4,000 people that died that might not have died if eviction suspension wasn't placed there. And in Minnesota, you know, our numbers over the summer were relatively low. So the estimates and the estimates are just built on the summer months. But still, the estimate here is that we may have saved 22,000 infections and almost 700 deaths in the summer months. And if you extrapolate that out to where our numbers are right now, I, I think, you know, we're well into a thousand, maybe even a couple thousand people that didn't die because of what we had in place here. And so that 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 helps all of us.
0: Well, and I you know, and I before you and I got together to do the show, I hadn't understood, you know, kind of the ripple effect that if people, families get evicted, then they have to go very often they go and they live with other, you know, other relatives. So now you have a household that had been maybe 3 people now has a household of 8 people. And those added people run the risk of infecting the you know the household that takes them in. Right. right. A lot of people, I think, thought it was just well people being in congregate shelters,
1: and that certainly has an infectious side to it. But the whole reason we are being discouraged from getting together with our relatives over the holidays, and you know, I'm just going to see my adult kids in the backyard in the fire pit. We are not going to be inside. Um, the reason we are all doing that is to save all of us, and evictions would be essentially the antithesis of that.
0: Right. Okay. Well, listen, um, we've got time just for one more tune. So what are you going to give us? Larry McDonough, uh, Man of All Seasons.
1: Oh, thank you much. You're very sweet. Uh, I'm going to do I'll Be Home for Christmas because this is a tune that was written in the war and it sounds, very, it sounds very nice about that I'll actually be home for Christmas, but the very last line is, if only in my dreams. So it's really about someone talking about, I wish I were home for Christmas, but it's probably not going to happen because maybe I'm going to die in a war. And this is where a lot of us sit right now, where yeah. we're not getting home for Christmas because of because of trying to be safe. So this I haven't recorded this one, but we'll be doing this one at the
0: show on Wednesday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, humans, uh, Larry McDonough.
4: Christmas Eve will find me where the love light green. I'll be home for Christmas if only in See will find me Where the love like thee I'll be home for Christmas If only in my dream
0: Larry McDonough, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for being, again, my guest on LE 2.0. And most of all, Larry, thank you for what you do for humans who lack voices of their own to protect themselves.
1: Well, thank you, and, and thank you for what you do. I mean, you have been practicing law for a while, but what you do in terms of presenting the issues of the day and the people that are doing this, it's important stuff uh, for people to know that there's, there's – uh, there's, There's a crowd out there that cares about the stuff and is working on it every day. So thanks for bringing it to light.
0: Thank you, Larry. All right, listeners, that was Larry McDonough, man for all seasons on LE 2.0 Radio. When uh, we come back, I'll give you an abbreviated uh, C block to talk about big development. Thanks so very much. Hi, it's Tom. Solar power is more important than ever as a long-term investment for yourself and your community. And that's why I trust All Energy Solar to provide a cost-effective, environmentally friendly energy system. But several key incentives that make solar available will be sunsetting in 2021. So now is the time to get your solar project on the books. All Energy Solar can walk you through the process using their zero-contact virtual evaluation process. Financing options are available to those who qualify. So go green and start saving at AllEnergySolar.com today. Hello, this is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. Many listeners know that I train on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming to diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on equity and dismantling racism. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change how they see the world. And now I'm doing all of my work online so everyone can attend regardless of where you're located. For more information, go to EllieKrug.com.
3: Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. As a social enterprise that predominantly works with African-American men that have experienced incarceration or homelessness, the events of the last months have been particularly difficult on Better Futures Minnesota. As you probably know, the black community is disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Between the COVID-19 crisis and the killing of George Floyd, our reuse warehouse, property maintenance, and appliance recycling services needed to be paused, which has affected the revenue stream that we rely on to support and house our participants. Please consider making a 100% tax-deductible donation that will help us continue our mission. We are also in need of a reliable truck with a crew cab. This truck will be used to haul our equipment and drive our men to their job sites each day. Anything you are able to contribute will help black lives in your own community. Please visit us online at reusebfm.com to contribute. That's reusebfm as in Better Futures Minnesota.com. We so appreciate your support and generosity.
0: Ellie 2.0 Radio, Ellie Krug here on AM 950. Oh, my goodness. You know, listen, it is a different show today with Larry McDonough um, coming and talking about the serious stuff about, you know, the number of people who pay rent in Minnesota who are stressed. We didn't even get to the statistics about the percentages of income that go to rent. I mean, for example... uh, uh, in Hennepin County, forty-seven uh, percent. Or excuse me, in Hennepin County, uh, the average renter is paying forty-seven percent of their income. Forty-seven percent of their income towards rent. The, the percentage in Ramsey County is forty-nine percent of in, of income going towards rent, and in Anoka County, it's forty-six percent. Some counties in Minnesota, people are tenants are paying. Fifty-five percent of their income towards rent. This is a very heavy subject, and for all of you who have the benefit of not having to worry about whether or not next month you are going to be in the same place where you live, have compassion, send good vibes, support organizations that um, provide rental assistance, um, and 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 and. And stay tuned about what's going on about the rental moratorium in Minnesota. And again, my big thanks to Larry McDonough for just giving us just wonderful information as well as wonderful music. All right, this is an abbreviated C block. I have a big announcement. Well, in the in the end, it's really not necessarily all that big. Um, but um, this show, as you know, it is uh, is moving um, for a long time, I have been on Mondays, uh, just as we are today. Uh, At first, we started out like 7 o'clock in the morning on Mondays, and then uh, later, earlier this year, for several months ago, we uh, uh, migrated to 2 o'clock on Mondays, which is a time slot I actually love, uh, because um, even though the show is taped, usually, I tape it early on Monday, and so you have very fresh, up-to-date information. However... Um, due to some other uh, schedule changes that are going to happen at the station that I'm not fully aware of um, so just stay tuned so you can hear what those changes are I think that there are wonderful developments in the in the works here uh, my this show LE 2.0 radio is going to move we're moving to Saturdays uh, from 10 to 11 uh, the good news is I can do the show live on Saturdays um, which I will do occasionally uh, the Bad news is is that uh, when I will tape, uh, there will be a lag uh, between when I tape the show and when the show airs. So there's the risk of getting some stale information. Uh, I apologize about that. That's just uh, nature of the beast. It's also the nature of the fact that this is a very part time gig for me, and that my you know full time gig is going out training and talking to people trying to change the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so anyway, so. Uh, beginning after the 1st of January, this show uh, will be Saturdays from 10 to 11. Please tune in. And it's going to air again on Sundays, uh, I believe. I'm not necessarily certain of the time on Sundays, so you kind of get a, like a double barrel uh, on uh, on. I've uh, uh, got Brett that is one to sing- two. signaling to me. I, uh, thank you, Brett, for the fingers. I had the one and the two finger. Okay, so Sundays it will re-air on Sundays from one to two. Thank you, Brett. You are always looking out for me. So listeners, um, I've got uh, just a couple of minutes left. So I just wanted to share with you um, a couple of things. One is great gratitude. So it's the end of the year. You know, um, I've filled in for Brett a couple of times, uh, three times uh, within the last a couple of three weeks. And I've had callers call in during that time because it was a free agency show. It's, it was not the format of talking about idealism per se. And I've had callers call in telling me how much they valued the show and valued me and my work. And I just want to let you know, listeners – that does not like just go between one – from one ear to, out to the other. Um, it really touches my heart. You see, I, I am a hopeless idealist. I am really working to make the world better and I know many of you are as well and it just means a lot to me when I hear from listeners that my work has resonated with them. The second thing I just want to say is um, I have great hope. I do for 21. I mean this is assuming that President Joe and Veep Kamala get inaugurated and (laughs) we're just hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. But I'm going to assume that's going to happen. Assuming that occurs, I have great hope for America. I do. There is so much hard work ahead of us. There is. I'd like to be a part of that hard work. I'd like to be helping to lead that hard work but regardless i i really believe we're all up to it i do i believe people are eager to change the landscape to make the world a better place so that we do not have the disparities that we are dealing with right now the disparities that larry mcdonough was talking about so join me in sending good vibes to 21 so that it turns out way better than 20 okay that's the show. I need to give a big plug to my sponsor, Better Futures Minnesota. You've heard, the, you've heard their ads over, over this show about how they need donations. I, I am going to send them a check. Please join me in doing that. A big thanks to my producer, Brett Johnson. Brett, you are wonderful, as always. And to you, my listeners, a big thanks. I look forward to um, working with you and hearing and talking to you and sharing with you in 21. Go have great holidays. Um, please be safe. Don't take a, don't take any risks. Okay, we need to get past this, and we need to have people healthy. Happy holidays. My best to you. Go do good things. Make the world a better place. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye.